If you've tried to buy solar panels for your home in the last few years, I'm sure you're wondering, what's up with that solar bro culture? Today, I'm going to talk through my view of the industry, both as someone who's been in the utility world for the past 20 years and as a homeowner trying to get solar for my own home. Welcome to the Your Energy Footprint podcast, where we cover easy ways to lower your energy bill and other ways to make your home more sustainable with a few energy industry highlights sprinkled in. Hi, I'm Robin Seidoff, and I've been in the energy industry for the past 20 years in both utilities and power generation. And I'll explain everything you need to know for some quick wins in your home to become more sustainable and save some money. Now let's dig in. In this episode, we'll be talking about residential solar, but I hope to keep it at a high level to make it interesting whether or not you're a homeowner. So let's dig in. There have been a handful of articles I've seen over the past few months to a year about deceptive practices in the residential solar industry. I'll link the recent Time article in the show notes. While I haven't run into any practices that are as bad as what's been written about, I believe that these scammy practices are happening, and it was a big driver for me starting Your Energy Footprint. As a side note, don't get me wrong, I've been lied to in nearly all of the 30 solar quotes I've requested. A recent article in Time Magazine caught my attention because it cites falling share prices for the national public rooftop solar companies with some information on how overpriced these companies are. Between January 2021 and the end of 2023, Sunrun share price has fallen 86%, and Sonova's shares have fallen 81%, and more than 100 residential solar companies declared bankruptcy in 2023. Honestly, this makes me a bit happy but I hope that these companies will make room for new business practices that are fair to consumers. It may happen by these companies going bankrupt though, and the companies with better practices filling the gap. So what's driving the drop in share prices? No surprise, it's basically the fact that these companies push customers to lease their solar panels. By pushing customers to lease panels, they were able to come up with a structure of selling off the debt and tax rebates to investors that sounds really similar to me to the bad lending practices that led up to the 2008 housing crash. I'm jumping ahead there because of how the leases are structured. This structure is dependent on continued fast-paced growth, which is expensive. When I was requesting quotes for my own house, I only considered buying the panels. I did have a company come to my house that had only leased the panels, and I have a brochure from Sunrun on their lease program. And from the quotes I've received, both to purchase and one to lease, they always seem to miraculously match my current electric rate. When you purchase solar panels, you're clearly getting a loan with loan terms. I think most of us have other loans and know to look for the principal amount, the interest rate, either fixed or variable, and the total amount that you pay over the term of the loan. However, with the lease, there is an annual escalation rate in your bill that may be hidden in the fine print. Even if it's not, I've had a sales guy tell me that my utility rates are going up 5% per year with a straight face and comparing it to the 2-3% to annual escalation of the lease. At most, in reality, I'll give you 1.5-2% to for average annual escalation rates at a utility. You really want to be sure to check this yourself. The difference there compounds year over year where the homeowner is locked into paying more for electricity than you would be paying your utility for 25 years. And what happens if you want to sell your home in a few years? These companies say you can transfer the agreement to the new owner. But if the new owner looks at the bill and the agreement, which they 100% should, it will look like the money pit it is. At this point, the current owner that signed the agreement will have to buy out the leasing company with home equity. 
At some point, I think the structure will collapse with lawsuits and people refusing to pay. But maybe that's just me being dramatic. The other thing I wanted to just mention about leasing, it seems part of the sales pitch is on the company providing the maintenance or some other service that you wouldn't have if you bought the panels outright. Just so you know, there is no maintenance needed for solar panels. At most, you wash them maybe once a year, but only if they get really dusty and there's no rain. Panels with caked on dust or mud don't produce electricity very well after all. But is this likely to be a scenario you will face? No. Even in the desert southwest, there's rain, and that will wash your panels for you. And if something does break, then you should be covered by a warranty, but definitely make sure you read those before you sign up. So we've talked through the downside of leasing and why I think customers may stop paying, which impacts the debt that these companies have sold to their investors. The other side of the structure they've set up is that they need to grow quickly to keep it going, and to grow quickly, they need to spend big bucks on customer acquisition. It's probably not surprising that Time reports that approximately a third of the customer's price is the sales commission and financial structuring cost. If you actually reduce the price of a system by a third, then it would pencil out to actually give homeowners savings rather than costing them money over time. So what should you do if you're interested in going solar? First, ask for the system price for a cash purchase and shop around to make sure you're getting the best price. Sometimes they add on extra $10,000, let's say, just for financing. Don't let that happen to you. Second, ask lots of questions. You'll learn something from every proposal you get, and everything you really need to know is in the fine print or maybe not even included. Third, don't be afraid to negotiate. You won't get what you don't ask for, and it never hurts to ask. I would start with that 33%. If you see a proposal with a starting price per kilowatt hour that is equal to your current utility rate, I would not recommend agreeing to the proposal. For you to invest this kind of money upfront in your home, you should get savings right from the beginning. If you're interested in more concrete information on how to shop for solar, check out the show notes for a link to my free checklist to get started. That's it for today. What were your thoughts on the residential solar industry? Reach out and let me know. You can email me directly at robin at yourenergyfootprint.com or find me on Instagram at yourenergyfootprint. On next week's episode, we'll talk about programmable thermostats, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please rate and review it to help more listeners find us. I really appreciate it. Our mission at Your Energy Footprint is to educate consumers on ways you can be more energy efficient at home, as well as how to make significant investments like solar while saving money. You can find more information on our courses for homeowners interested in installing rooftop solar on our website www.yourenergyfootprint.com. All of our information is unbiased and based on my 20 years of experience working for utilities and as a renewable developer. We are not affiliated with any installers.